Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am Dylan Waugh. I am the Merle Haggard to Ken's Willie Nelson. Ha! Going to the country music. Because today we're going to be talking about Bobby Hull. We're going to be talking about the PHF All-Star Game. We're going to be talking about Bo Horvat and a few other shows and notes around the league. So check us out at Hockey No Filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. And of course, underscore Dylan Waugh. It always don't bugged me. Don't say it. Don't say I don't what? know that I screwed up at the end of that. Uh, oh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it always bugged me in that song. I should have loved you. I didn't love you. That Billy the uh, the um, Willie Nelson song. Yeah, yeah. Where he said, "I didn't love you as good as I should have." Right. I, I always wish he just said, "I didn't love you as well as I should have." <laughs> like, why couldn't he have just said that? Like, why couldn't he have just used the right word? Because like why did he have to use the wrong word there? If you if you want if you want to get an actual answer, and I do have an actual answer, and it's and it's and it ties into hockey, anti intellectualism, <laughs> anti intellectualism. Okay, right. You see, All right. there's a there's a rising tide of anti intellectualism in this country. For example, you know, I was outside the other day, and a guy came by and said, "I'd like to read your gas meter," and I said. Whatever happened to the classics? I don't get it. Meter is another word for poetry and for the the, the rhythm of poetry. Yeah. So I'd like to read your gas meter. And I thought, whatever happened to the classics? Yeah, whatever happened to good yeah. jokes? Like, like this is what happens. To... So this is what oh happens my God. This when is, you try to. So that's why I say stuff like talk good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> if I try to make a good joke, you don't get it. I, yeah, I'm I, sorry, Ken. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep this no, podcast at a third grade no, level. No, no, It's like my kids used to say about my jokes. Yeah, I get it. It's just not funny. <laughs> like, it's just not funny. Okay, yeah. I came up with a good one-liner the other day. You want to hear it? No. Okay. So Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson, the reason why is because you're the beloved, you're the beloved one, Willie Nelson, and I'm Merle Haggard, the one that nobody's heard of. Oh, no way. People know Merle Haggard. Oh, this my generation God. Does Connor not know Bedard Merle is on some kind of friggin' run here. Who? We talked about it before. Let's talk about that later. Okay. Like, it's insane. Let's talk about it now. Because he's, he's playing tonight. No, because I got to add up all the numbers. Actually, actually, it's actually easy to add up all the numbers because he didn't score in his first game, and he scored in every game since. So whatever he has this year... Minus one game is what he's got. I don't know. Look, as so he's a got eighty-eight points in thirty-four games. As a self-proclaimed draft expert, as you know that I am. Yep. You know because every year I watch the final of the World Juniors. I think he's a bust. Yeah, I think you he's do, overrated. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I yeah. Well, that makes one of you. That that um, was that was uh yeah that was another joke. He's insane. Like he's insane. This is ridiculous. Should we get him back on the show? Maybe. Yeah. He'd come on. Yeah. Well, He'd he's been on. on before. He's a nice boy. He he is a sweet. He's a sweet. Like he's got kid. a 37 34 point game streak, game point streak. Yeah. He didn't score in his first, the first game of the year and he scored in every game since then. A goal or an assist in every game since then. In 34 games, in the last 34 games, he's got 43 goals and 45 assists. And and he's plus twenty seven because he was minus one in his first game, and I How mean, dare I, I, I mean, what did he get in the World Juniors? So we had what fourteen points in the World Juniors? Yeah, in seven no, games, no more. Fifteen, sixteen. What did he have? I can't remember. It was yeah. Anyways, get that quick because that's seven games. So that'd be forty one games. Yeah, right. And he had and what? in twenty twenty two he was like nine goals a game. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> stupid in that game too. Stupid yeah. in those ones. Yeah. Uh... Hang on, I almost got it. Um, but uh, I was, of course, Joe, 23 points. Yeah, I knew it was in the 20s. What, so he's got 111 points in his last 42 games. Is that good? Yeah. And then, and then if you go back to the World Juniors that were in the summer... Yeah. Where he had a bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's insane. Like, I, I, I you know, I mean, this he had like is, six points in like one game in that World Juniors in yeah. the summer. No, I, I, we had four when. Oh no, I'm thinking about the canceled it. World yeah, Juniors. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is you know, I I mean, I I have people still wondering whether he's a generational player. He he's a generational player. He's a generational player. Yeah. I mean, he's got 110 points in 40 in his last 42 games. There comes a point where it's like, why overthink this? Yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate to go back to, and it's 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 only because I'm I'm being that jerk that just relates one undersized player to all undersized players. Yeah, right. But I hate to go back to like even when Bergevin drafted Caulfield, what he said was he's always been five foot six or seven or however exactly. tall Cole yeah. Caulfield is. Yeah. And he's scored at every level. Yep. Yep. Including the NCAA. Exactly. Well, not by that point. Not he by had, that he point. Had, yeah. He'd only, he hadn't started in the NCAA right, yeah. when he got drafted, but he did, he did score well in the NCAA. But that's what I'm saying is great. the logic is, right? Well, yeah. And, 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 um, you know, I mean, I, I know there were people, scouts that I talked to that said, Cole Caulfield is a top five talent in this draft. Yeah. yeah, top five talent. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, you know. But so then going to like Bedard, like I don't. In terms of the idea of like playing against men and playing against whatever, I don't know if a lot of the people that are concerned about the not playing against men have spent a lot of time around CHL players. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of men in that locker room. There's a lot. No, of big, it's not big, the big same people. No, it's no, not. it's not it's the not, same. It's not. But like, it's not as dissimilar as you'd think he's you know what i mean yeah and and like Connor bedard's like not gonna take two years to get it no he's gonna get it pretty quick yeah um so now like whenever i see like columbus win games and chicago win games and anaheim win games i'm like wow like this is this is truly um i mean there are drafts there are good drafts there are bad drafts but this is a franchise altering player. Right. Like this is your, you know, I mean this this changes whoever gets this guy, this changes everything. Everything. Yeah. So okay, so here's here's my question and and the reason why I ask this question is the obvious reason, which is that these two teams have not yet won a cup or even come particularly close to winning a cup, but do you put him on the level of Matthews McDavid? I do. Okay. I do. I do. Do you think that he's higher than that level, or do you think that that's a uh, good... Hard, hard to say that he's higher yeah, no, than a guy who scored is, 65 yeah. goals and another guy who's going to get 150 points this year? Yeah. No, but I think he's a, I think he's a point-of-game guy right off, the, right off the hop. Yeah. I think he's a, an 80-point guy in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, depending on his situation. He might be on the worst team and, and have really... You know, but even then, like God, he just get, does it all himself. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's an he's a, he's an eighty two eighty to eighty two point eighty five point guy in his rookie season wherever he goes, yeah. and and that and that's only gonna that's only gonna improve. Yes, yes. In 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 answer to that question, I think he is on par with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. I do. Yeah, I do. He's not better, but he's he's there. Yeah, he's it's, there. It, 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 I agree with you that it's impossible. I, I kind of gave you a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. But it is impossible to say. You know, if you, if you were uh, when we had Bob McKenzie on, he'd say you're trying to radio me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so I did give you a bit of a loaded question on purpose. But the, the reason why I ask though is because if you look at a team like Anaheim's a bad example because. To be honest, they've got the talent that they should be a little bit better than what they are now. But if you look at a team like uh, Chicago that is so bereft, right, it's like... And will be even more next year. Right. Because Taves and Kane won't be there. Right. Uh, Sam Lafferty won't be there. Like, every decent guy they have won't be there next year. If if you take Chicago (laughs) and you put Bedard on Chicago, like, there's no guarantee that they even make the playoffs for five years. Uh, Five. I'm not sure about five because, you know, you're going to be... You know, like, look what happened the last time they did this. They got Taves and yeah. then Kane. Yeah. Right? In successive drafts. Yeah. They got Taves third overall and then Kane first overall. Yeah. And then they were on their way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's fair. And, 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 but you have to draft well. You have to get a Seabrook in there somewhere. You got to get a Duncan Keith yeah. in there somewhere that you pick in the well. second round. You know, you got to make good trades. You got to pick up Patrick Sharp, stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, it, it just makes it so much easier the when you, when you have that one. kind of talent. Right. And and so to me, 
Um, yeah, I mean, underrated on Chicago is Corey Crawford, of course, having the goaltending. Yes, sorted. Yeah, I mean, he was never the best goalie in the league, but uh, but he wasn't there at the beginning. It was Anti Ranta that, that won the Anti first Niemi. time. Anti Niemi, Anti Ranta. <laughs> He's Anti having a good Niemi. year too. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, Carolina's having a freaking stupid good year. Yeah. But uh, they're, almost, they're, they're like seven points behind Boston. They both play tonight. They win and Boston loses tonight. It's a race. Yeah. It's a race. Yeah. For the first time since the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. We got since a race. Boston just started steamrolling everybody. Yeah. But oh, Carolina is just such a good team. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just like, what do you, I don't know. What do you even say about Carolina? What, what were they down four one last night? Come back by four. Yeah. Come Cause back. why wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I, I, I am of the opinion and this might come as a, as a hot take or a surprise to somebody, but I'm of the opinion that if you can come back from four one, you should. Yeah. 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 That's my opinion. Yep. And I'm sticking to it. Good. By golly. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I, I just say that because I just, you know, uh, I mean, you're right. Some some teams, they build well through the draft and then they do all of those things and have that luck and all those components come together. But I just, you know, it's uh, I mean, it, he, hasn't, he, it hasn't if, worked if in Edmonton. On, you, had a, you have the same two. You've got the dry side of McDavid. Right. And, and it, it hasn't and worked it, in Toronto. It, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you've got no, Marner, Marner and Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, if he goes into Anaheim, that might be a scary good team. Him and Zegras as your one-two punch down the middle. And, yeah, um, speaking of punch, Zegras might get his head punched off before then. <laughs> you know, and you've got Mason McTavish. Yeah. You've got some decent... I was just about to say Mason McTavish, yeah, decent, too. decent young talent, for sure. Yeah. But they've got a long way to go. Yeah, they do. A, they do have a long way to go. They do. I mean, but I always I, hope that he winds up in a team like Arizona or... <laughs> I think that people are going to throw rotten fruit at me down the streets of Toronto if I say something like that. But I almost yeah. hope that he winds up on a team like Arizona or um, uh, or Anaheim. Teams that... That need that kind of guy. Not just that need that kind of guy, but yeah. have actually proven that they're not just tanking. Oh, I think Arizona's tanking big time. Oh, no, they are. I, I, Anaheim's not. The, Columbus is not. That's why I've been cheering for them. Right, Columbus is another Co- one. Columbus isn't tanking. Yeah, they, Arizona, they just suck. They just are bad. Arizona's early in their rebound, and they're still at the tank part of their rebound, Yeah, but there's, you're starting to see them yeah. tick up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they yeah. were a stock, this is the time that you're buying. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you're starting to see them put together the young pieces and those steps necessary as opposed to Chicago literally was just like, it's all gone. Yeah. Burn it all down and we'll see what we can do out of the ashes. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I say, and Columbus is another one. Like you say, like it's, you want to see the teams that aren't necessarily, haven't necessarily tanked rewarded. Right. And you want to see them get the pick or obviously Montreal should get it. Like just, just because, just because, just look at the look at the conspiracy theories on Twitter. That would be worth it alone. <laughs> yeah, they, they they can't bottom out so badly that they'll they'll fall that far. I don't think, right? But you've got the addition of two <clears> picks <throat> potentially. Yeah, Florida's still. I mean, it's yeah on the cusp, but uh, you know. So you're let's say you've got a eight percent. That eight percent can become ten percent, kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to another topic? Uh, yeah, we we didn't even plan for that one. No, <laughs> we didn't. Bonus. <laughs> bonus. Yeah. Bonus coverage. Bonus fact. Bedard is good. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact. Hopefully. I hate when people say that. Fun fact. And then they say uh, something stupid. I like, tried to rev you up on Twitter the other night and it didn't work, but... Uh, no, you did not. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so zen. I'm so zen. <laughs> so now. zen. Uh, all right. So- I wasn't zen today at Pickleball. I was pissed off. I was throwing my racket. I was going to ask you how you threw your racket at pickleball. A guy swore at me today. <laughs> I've seen you throw Just your an stick effing at- game. Stop the bullshit. And I've seen you throw your stick at hockey. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For those that want the peek behind the curtain, Ken is exactly who you think Ken is. <laughs> just so you Not know. Not just in, in, like, off away from the uh, all of this, I'm I'm actually quite... A pleasant person. Oh, I didn't say you weren't pleasant. Yeah. You're yeah. very pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm an idiot. No, but I'm, I'm saying an idiot. you're exact because you're like this like high energy. Yeah, yeah, Go, yeah. go, go guy. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. hate golf because that means that you have to stop walking for like eight <laughs> seconds. You know, like that's just like, that's just like 
that encapsulates you. I also right hate golf because I'm terrible at it. You know, I was thinking today, like, I know other people are better, going to be better than me, but why do I always have to be, like, the worst? <laughs> That's what pisses me off. <laughs> why do I always have to be the worst one there? Like, why? 55 years later, I'm still getting picked last. Like, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Dylan. I grew up in Sudbury, Ontario. Yeah. Where there's 10 months of winter and two months of bad skating. I grew up across the street from an outdoor rink. Right. I was out there all the time. <laughs> all the time. And I suck. <laughs> like, what is with that? Like, why does hockey hate me so much? I love hockey. It hates me. <laughs> why? It's like, what was the Simpsons joke? <laughs> why does everything I whip have to leave me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really funny, Ken. <laughs> that's really funny, pal. Like, I think the 10,000-hour rules is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I think it really 90% is. 90% of what Malcolm Gladwell says. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, you can't apply it to hockey, no way. Yeah. But I, I probably came pretty close. Do you know how broken your body really would be close. after 10,000 hours of hockey? Well, just think, just think. If you're practicing one hour a day. Yeah. One hour, like, dedicated, dedicated practice, one hour a day, 10,000 days, yeah. that's like 20 years. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so you do it two hours a day. Okay, 10 years. Yeah. You know, but. But two hours a day, seven days yeah. a week. You're, I know. It's 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 insane. You're broken. Anyways, I yeah. was close. I was pretty close. <laughs> I was always out there. Yeah. I was always, and I worked on stuff. Like, I would be out there at eight o'clock in the morning when no one else was out there. Okay. Skating around, working on my shot, working on stick handling. You've seen me play. It's okay. pathetic. I'm a really nice guy. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to build you up a little here. Ken put a beautiful pass on my tape on a two-on-one, and uh, and I flopped it. Whiffed the net. <laughs> I whiffed it past the net by like four and a half miles. In fairness, it was across my body. I'm a, yeah. I'm a left shot, and I was playing on the left wing, so it's not a good one time position. But he did. He put it in the wheelhouse. I should have been able to get that one. Uh, get a good I, shot. I should. I shouldn't have passed it to you. No, you should have. Just, I shouldn't have. I should have just tried. Isn't that what the old people own. on TV say? Yeah. Just shoot the puck. <laughs> he just should have shot the puck. I don't care if it hits the goalie in the trash. Shoot the puck. <laughs> but so, anyways, I also scored a beautiful you did. shot. You did. You scored uh, a really good goal. Far side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Posting in, baby. Yeah, it was good. Ding. It was good. All right, let's talk about something other than us. <laughs> okay. Because no one cares, as you always say to me. No one cares. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Bobby Hull. No, no, I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm not going to say that. Um, they yeah. actually had a really good ad- article about Bobby Hull on uh, kencampbell.substack.com. I know. I'm just using the death of a man to, to, to promote your, your Substack. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, if it works, it works. Uh, let us know in the comments if you signed up <laughs> because of that. <laughs> No, but I think it was a good article because, uh, like, you said, uncomplicated man, complicated legacy. That was the that was the tagline of it, right? And uh, and it's kind of it's kind of perfect, right? If you can keep it on the ice, uh, he he did a lot for the sport. There but was you can't. There was no, and and I maintain this. He's the most important player in the history of the game because of his defection to the WHA because of that and the money uh he was he 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 redefined a role he was he was instrumental in popularizing the slap shot he was instrumental in popularizing the uh curved blade stick yeah uh he was railing against violence and thuggery in the 60s before anybody even it was on anybody's radar yeah he uh, was part of the group that sued the NHL over their pension contributions and and won. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a player like, I mean, you know, Bobby Orr redefined his position. Jean Beliveau was the first big, you know, power power man in the, in the history of the game. But I, I would argue that there is not a player, a non-executive, a player who has had a bigger impact on the sport than Bobby Hall had. So, something that I was thinking about uh, after his death, and I've actually kind of come around on this. I'm, I'm actually something happened today that I've I've kind of come full circle on this. But I don't like when somebody's death is used as an opportunity to rag on that person. Yeah, and the reason why is not because I don't think that Bobby Hull deserves it. 
I'm sorry, but th- some of the stuff he said and did is just beyond. Yep. It's disgusting. Yep. And you said it in your article, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say that is because he's dead. Yeah. The only people there to read those tweets are the people that care about him, yeah. are his friends and yeah. family, yeah. who yeah. are, by definition of his transgressions, victims mm-hmm. and should be allowed to mourn mm, okay. in their own way. Yeah. Now, the reason why I've changed this opinion or not changed, but altered slightly, is because today I actually spoke with my mom and her husband this morning and both of them said to me, did you know that Bobby Hall was a racist? I didn't know that before this. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, my mom's a, you know, she'll watch hockey on occasion. Right, right. And her husband, right. though, used to be very into it when Bobby Hall was playing. So he would be somebody that you'd think would kind of know a little bit more. Or or he just had the unvarnished view of him, right? But this is, and, but and this that's, is my point. And that's what gets ruined a lot of times, right? Right. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, my thought would be if... If some something like that happens and, and somebody dies, I would think like put a put a notification in your calendar for a month from now. I'm going to write an article about you know examining the legacy of Bobby Hall. But to to go on Twitter and to like I said, it's the victims. I yeah, I just think it has to be balanced. It has to be balanced. Yeah, and um, and I'm not defending you know, Bobby like, Hall. Like, like no, no, yeah. no. You have to like. When you are talking about his death, you have to talk about his transgressions. You have, you have to, to. You absolutely have to. And they have to be mentioned prominently and they have to be pointed out. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Without question. But I saw one piece and the, on, a, on a website and the headline was Good Riddance Bobby Hall. Disgusting. You know, like, okay, well, okay, that if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. No, it's I, disgusting. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Um I think about say when Toronto when Donald Trump dies, whenever that is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be pretty vicious. Yeah. It, it'll be vicious, but I'd like to think that people will also point out some of his positive qualities. Some of the positive I, I don't know things. Which posi- like I, you could, well, you could leave I, me okay, a, well, to I, think about it you for know a year, and I wouldn't I, find I, one. But. I don't. I don't. I yeah, mean, there yeah. were. The, the economy, like when he was president, he screwed up a lot of things and he was a terrible person. Yeah. The economy was in very, very good shape. No wars. Um, you know, there, there, it, there is, there were positive aspects to his presidency. I mean, it's, it's overshadowed, no yeah, doubt, yeah, overshadowed yeah. and whitewashed and it, as it should be by everything else. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you can't forget those things. Can I? Can I say one thing? A, a really good thing that he did. He he did bring jobs to America, because uh, prior to Donald Trump, America used to have to outsource its terrorists. Yeah, yeah. And, and that now they've got homegrown domestic, ter- domestic, domestic yeah, terrorists. Good, yeah, for yeah, sure. Good, good old for fashioned sure. American. Yeah, terrorists. like you don't you don't see any help wanted ads looking for terrorists anymore. <laughs> they got them. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is the thing. I, I think that Bobby Hall, in a way, is his legacy is more complicated than Donald Trump. And it's because of, you know, like a friend of mine brought up a good point to me, which is like, he's not a hero. My friend is a Leafs fan. He goes, he's not. He goes, not, he's not a hero for either of our teams. Yeah. Right. And he said, so we're going to go and tear down this guy. But meanwhile, if somebody came out and was like, ah, man, I was in a bar with Jean Beliveau one day. And he was spouting off stuff about how much he loves Hitler, and you know what I mean. Like, the, what, what, what? Where would my mind go? Yeah, or your mind go for that matter? If somebody, if somebody came up with like irrefutable proof that Jean Beliveau was a Nazi, right, R- right. So for us to turn around and just talk about this guy who is a a a hero to fans of another team. There's an insensitivity to it and a, and a sort of lack of whatever. But anyways, like I said, though, the other side of it is that the information got out where people who didn't have that information, who I assumed there was almost nobody that didn't know. But there, were, there, there but see, like where I have a problem is uh, I was listening to a podcast where somebody said. Uh, Wait, you don't listen to podcasts? No, I, actually, I was listening. I was on Twitter and it was just a portion of it. OK, yeah. And they said, well, you know. Uh, you can't, it's right there with Bobby Hall. He was convicted of domestic abuse several times. Yeah. No, he wasn't. 
No, he wasn't. I'm not standing up for the guy. But he wasn't convicted. But he, he was never convicted of domestic yeah. abuse. Uh, going to abuse. He was convicted of taking a swing at a cop who was intervening on a domestic situation he was involved in. Yeah. And there are ex-wives of his that have, and we have, I have no reason to believe that they would ever be untruthful about this, but they have said it, but he, he was never convicted but of domestic abuse. But you can't use a legal term in a, with a non-legal definition. Yeah. That's it. Convicted is a specific and legal term. Yeah. Right? And so for you can't just change words to suit what you want. I mean, it's... it's, it's well, especially when it is someone's legacy, you know? Right. Right? So exactly. anyways, I mean, he was... A, I mean, Nobody's terrible people him. do wonderful things. Right. And that's what happened in this case. He was not... He was a very flawed individual. He was yeah. not a good person, um, but that's not all he was. Theodore that's Roosevelt my point. And, and on a day, on a di- on a time when a guy dies, yeah, um, you know, I, I don't think, I just don't think you can focus on on one thing on either side. Like you're not going to gild the lily and talk about what a great guy he was. Yeah, but I also think that you you know you can't just bury the guy. We're uncomfortable. With that, yeah, societally, right? Well, now. I think too, like it's a whole media thing. Like, I think people want to prove how brave they are. You know, like, look at me, I'm gonna rag all over Bobby Hall, even though he's dead, you know, kind of thing. Which like, it's my like, original it's like, point. it's like, here's you know, look how brave I am, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Okay, yeah. which is my I, and, original point. And that's okay. Point. I mean, that's all right, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, uh, that and and, and that was essentially my original point, which is that he's dead. Yeah. He's not reading your tweets. Right. Yeah. You haven't changed his mind on a subject. Right. And so you have to uh y- you have to you have to check where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is that the people going around defending Bobby Hull on Twitter just give it a rest. You know what I mean? The, what what those people are saying that are that are ragging against him. I don't like the timing. I don't like how they're doing it. All the rest of that stuff, all that good stuff. Yeah. But the people that are going around defending him at the same time, like it's not defensible. Yeah. You can, you can say, Oh, I don't, you know, maybe this is a bad time to say that, or maybe this is whatever, but you can't turn around and say, well, he wasn't a full Nazi. Like, what, like there's, it's, I don't it's think, I don't think anybody's saying that though. No, are but, they, are they, are they saying that? Like, I, I don't know. I haven't followed it closely enough. I'm just, I'm of, just saying that, uh, that, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, I just stayed completely out of the Twitter conversation. I haven't even acknowledged his death. Lots of people die. Some good, some bad. You know, what's going to be said about, uh, Don Cherry when he passes away? Yeah. Right. What's going to be said about me when I pass away? Boy, that guy had a terrible take on the defense of Bobby Hull on Twitter. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's how people will remember you that's yeah. that's my legacy i've built my legacy right here and now you ever notice how people talk about twitter like it's like the be all and end all yeah i mean it's sampling it, bias it's a very small community too and it's a and it's a cesspool and you, yeah you know you know that my favorite uh cartoon about sampling bias this guy with like a, a pie chart and it says like 99 percent and then one percent then he's like uh He's like, according to our ser- survey, 99% of people like answering impromptu surveys. <laughs> so we have a sampling okay. bias on Twitter, and we have to acknowledge yeah. that, which is All that right. a certain type of people use Twitter. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, everybody. This time of year, everybody's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. Take me, for example. I said I wasn't going to throw my racket in pickleball anymore, and I still do it. I've actually found that the smallest change to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. 
So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you'll, even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycons wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer a buy now, pay later option. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Bo. Bo knows Long Island. Check out KenCampbell.Substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Do all that great stuff. Check out Ken underscore Campbell 27. And, of course, check out myself at underscore Dylan Waugh. We are now going to talk about Bo Horvat in a trade. Well, okay, so I haven't read your article on this one yet. I didn't have a chance. You came up with it yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to read your article on this one, but you did write an article because Ken writes at KenCampbell.substack.com. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so tell me your your initial thoughts on the Horvat trade. Uh, well, um, I sort of, I, I mean, it's going to be if if it's a high risk, high reward trade. It's a it's a very very high risk, high reward trade for who? For uh, oh, for the Islanders. For the Islanders. Yes. Okay. Um, because there is the possibility that they hit, they get the double whammy of not making the playoffs and Bull Horvat not signing long term there. And not and being which, able to move him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Well, they could. They could. Well, I, or, or not for a reasonable cost. Yeah. But, but, um, that then that trade will be in a, like a complete failure. Yeah. Right. Um, I, 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 I don't think that they're, the Islanders have any assurances that he's going to sign there. I, I, re, I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a contract in the drawer like, yeah. they, like they talk about. I, I think Lou Lamorello has a very good idea of what it's going to take yeah. to sign Bo Horvat long term. Yeah. And he's clearly prepared to offer him that because he probably wouldn't have made this trade if he weren't. But that doesn't mean he's still going to get the guy. I yeah, you know that doesn't mean he's still going to get him because maybe Borhovet just goes. Eh, eh, maybe I'll you know like I I'm surprised more guys don't just say, you know what I've like I've in for a penny in for a pound I might as well see what's out there, you know what I mean? Like and and, and it might be no, of no fault of the Islanders. Like they might have a really good run here, make the playoffs, win a couple of rounds, you know everything's really good, and he might just still say like if it were me I might just still say you know what, like, I've come this far, you know, and, and I'm not going to be with the team that I thought I was going to be with. Yeah. You know, I he says, I thought I was going to be a Canuck for life. Yeah. Um. So, you know what, let's let's see what's out there. And, and, you know, the Islanders is not one of those teams that historically, uh, and when I say, I mean, in recent history, retains players like that. In the sense of well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had they've had their problems. I mean, obviously with John Tavares. No, but I, I um, don't I don't even mean like that because you're saying like will he test free agency or you're saying that he he probably will test free agency. I'm saying like no, I'm not saying he probably will. I'm saying I would. Okay, so yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is that teams like San Jose, for example, when a, when a player gets traded to San Jose with no contract in the drawer, oftentimes they go, oh boy, I'd be okay living here in San Jose. Yeah, let's talk about a contract. When they go to the New York Rangers. A lot of time, like like those teams, Vegas Golden Knights, another one. The, all those teams historically uh, have a good time, yeah, re-signing players that they get as rentals, right? Conversely, you look at like Thomas Vanek coming to Montreal has a great playoff run, and then it's like, hey, let's put the band back together of one of the best lines in hockey last year, mm-hmm. and he goes, nah. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of other examples. Well, it, yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks in their yeah. heyday. I mean, the famous one that they retained was Marion Hossa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, um, the Islanders is not one of those teams that's known for uh, being a team that's able to retain players like that. Of that. Well, they, they lost Ryan Smith when they did the, exactly the same thing, like Correct. exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Ryan Smith 
went to Colorado and signed there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens. And I, I don't think that they view it, they view Horvat as a rental. I think they view him as a player that, I agree. that they're prepared to do what it takes to sign long term. Yeah. And they may very well do it. Yeah. Like Lou is Lou. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, Lou is the godfather for a reason, right? Yeah, he's going to light uh, the world on fire whenever he can. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyways, so, you know, he may very well sign there. Um, but it, this is not like a Timo Meyer situation, right? Like with Timo Meyer, as long as you're willing to offer him $10 million on a qualifying offer next year, yeah, he's an RFA. you've got him, you've yeah. got him, you've got him for at least one more year at minimum. And then if, you know, then if you use that time to put together a, you know, a seven year deal with a, that starts with an eight or a nine, you're probably going to get him. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So Bo Horvat on the Vancouver Canucks had the second lowest percentage of face-offs in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. He started the second least amount in the offensive zone by percentage of any forward on the team. Right. And he had the second most points. Right. As a raw stat yep. on the team. Yep. Yep. And he had excellent, all the other numbers, expected goals, Corsi, well, he, all that stuff. I was mean, excellent. power play. He's a good power play guy. I mean, he's going to he's gonna help. He's always been a good power play guy. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah. he's going to help. There's no question. They'll probably, I would assume they'll put him with Barzell. Yeah. And so that will take a lot of heat off of Barzell on taking draws because Bo Horvat will be able to take them. Yeah. And Barzell will have a player, an, an offensively gifted line mate who, with whom he can play. So I assume it's going to bring out the best in math Barzell. I assume it's going to improve their power play. I assume they're going to be better. Um, but whether they're good enough or not, like I figured out the other day, they got, they have 55 points in what? 30 in 52 games, right? Bo Horvat does. No. The oh, Islanders. the Islanders. Yeah, the yeah, Islanders. yeah. Yeah. The Islanders. I think it's going to, it's, I don't think it's going to take a hundred points to make the playoffs in the East this year. Like it did last year. doesn't seem to be that way. Probably going to take about 95 though. Yeah. So they've got to get 40 points in their last 30 games. They got to play six sixty seven hockey. Right. In their last 30 games. Yeah. A team that's to this point played five, whatever they've played. Yeah, not, not much above 500. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not super high above 500. So they, they got to pick it up. Like there's, this is no get. There's no absolutely no guarantee. The like, like I, I think the odds are against, actually against, the Islanders making the playoffs. This I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I would mean, agree with you. I mean, if I had to bet fifty fifty chance, I'd I'd bet against them making the playoffs. They played they've played more games than most of the other teams, and they're still behind. You know. Yeah. And, you know, they had a, an early season surge. Like, when they first got out of the gate, they yep. looked good. Yeah. But ultimately, and, and it left some of us, uh, you and I particularly, kind of scratching our heads going, oh, boy, we didn't think these guys were going to be very good this year. Yeah. But, I mean, essentially, they are what January was, we thought they ja- would be. January was brutal for them. Yeah. Brutal. They had a brutal s- schedule, and they were brutal. They Do you know they went 11 games without scoring in the third period? <laughs> like 11 games! How do you do that? Okay, Those... Money Puck has the Islanders as 11% odds to make the playoffs. Yeah, so there you go. 11%. That's pretty, that's that's dire. That's dire. Yeah. Dire is an apt word for it, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, I, I think, so uh, I also looked it up, Bohar at 56% Corsi for a percentage, and that's well. And that's good, right? Yeah, well, anything about 50%. Yeah, It's excellent. Yeah. Like 52% is excellent. Right. 56% is really, really good. Yeah. And that's well always starting in the defensive zone and he's able to put like how good are you at winning draws and or forcing turnovers in your own zone and getting that puck up the ice okay so here's my point here's my point you just said all those things about him yeah he's having the best season of his career yeah he's gonna score 40 something goals yeah if you're doing that, why would you not say oh, open market why would all you not day. say why would you not say? Yeah, it'd be okay to sign here for a long time, but you know what? Why would I not see what's out there? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Like I'm not getting I'm not gonna get demonstrably worse as this year goes on. No. You know? I mean the only thing you the only thing that you you know, the the only risk is that you have a devastating injury that may affect or end your career, in which case then you don't have that that 
that then security. you didn't have it anyways you don't no but if you sign next week and then two days from next week right you, you, you have that injury then you're good right right but but to me i mean i i just like if i'm bo horvat i like i'm not and i'm not saying what he's gonna do because i don't know what he's gonna do he probably doesn't know what he's gonna do but i i might just tend to say to the islanders look let's wait till the end of the year and then at the end of the year just say I think I'm going to I think I'm going to see what's out there. Okay, so like you could negotiate with one team or yeah. you should go you could negotiate with 30 teams. Well, not 30 teams because not everybody has a cap space. You can negotiate with one team or you could ne- negotiate with You don't 15. think that you don't think that So, look, Bo Horvat, it's no secret. He's having a career year in terms of points. Yep. But he was always really good on the power play. Yeah. He was always yep. A really he's, good defensive. He's player. always been a very good player. He's always a really good defensive player. He's all and and now he's now he's doing more things. And anyways, my my point is to say is that I don't think that he's going to have another year like this year. But this year's also not exactly a flash in the pan. Yeah. You do you think that he's that caliber of player that you would move a player for? You might like in the sense of okay, it's the off season. You are the Tampa Bay Lightning. You came just a hair's breadth away again. You got to the conference final this time, and you need something to reinvigorate. I'm not sure if you're if if you're Tampa Bay, you do it because you already have. Bo, I threw you already one have, out there. You already have Bo Horvat. His name's Braden Point. Yeah, well, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, I, I threw mean, one so, out there. So yeah, so but but yeah, I I see what you're saying. I think if you have a glut of one thing and you can afford to. You know, if you've got a glut of prospects or you've got a glut of picks or you've got a glut of defensemen and yeah. you have too many and you and that's fills a need, then yeah, yeah, for sure. You're going to you're going to clear cap space to get that guy. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's that's what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. like, it could be 32 teams that want to negotiate with him. Like, I don't know any team. And even if it's just a cursory note negotiation, I don't know of any team that would turn around and say, you know what? A guy that's capable of putting up yeah. on a bad year 60 points and playing all of our tough defensive minutes, I don't think that I want that. Well, even even when he, it was leading up to the trade deadline and he had been traded, people were mentioning Boston as a possibility, you know? So yeah. there's your team right there. Yeah, yeah. There's your team right there. Yeah. You know? So yeah. do, do the Boston Bruins make a run for this guy? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, that being said... Again, if you're Bo Horvat, there's a lot of interesting free agents coming up this year. I just looked at it on Cap Friendly. You, you want a quick cursory list? Yeah. Kane, Taves, better, Tarasenko. Better than. O'Reilly. Better than. Van Riemsdyk. Better than, better than, better than, better than, better than. Klingberg, Patchetti, Pasternak, best, best, Debrinkit. Pasternak. He, okay, there's Pasternak. Yeah, well, I, a few of these guys we yeah. know, not know, but we're sure that they're going back to their team. Pasternak being one. We're not sure about that. I I would wait it there. I I I would wait it there, but we're not sure about that. Fair enough. Debrinket, uh, Larkin, I would assume is going back to the. That's one that I'm 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 fairly confident he'll stay, he'll remain a regular. Yeah, Lucic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but to me the only real go- comparable there. To me, the only guy that is in that conversation with Bo Horvat is is David Pasternak, and. If you're right, I about doubt da- that he's going and away from the and, Bruins. And if you and if you're right that he's it's preordained that he's going to return to Boston, yeah. Then that market, you know, for that kind of player, for that status of player, because Kane smaller. is better than him now. I mean, and? he's not having a great year, but Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane, right now is better than Bo Horvat. I no. would say if I was to guess, who's going to have a better season next season? I'd say Bor Horvat. Bor Horvat. You'd say so? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Anyways, I guess the point that I was going to get to was that I, I couldn't see a team at 35 years old sinking a seven-year contract into Kane. Meaning that even if no. they're comparable in terms of talent, talent well, that, level But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's like eight... What is it? Eight years? How, what's the difference in their ages? It's a lot. Yeah, it's like... I think it's six. Dun, 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 what are we dun, doing? <laughs> I thought you were looking up the age. No, no, I'm just, oh, do you want me to look it up? Sure. sure. You grabbed your phone and said, well, what's the difference between their ages? Well, I, I know I know Horvat's 26. <laughs> oh, okay. So then Kane if he's was, 26, Kane, then it's four, four, eight years. 
Yeah, Kane was drafted. Yeah, Kane yeah, is Kane's 34. 34. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. But anyways, it, it's uh, it's not a bad draft class. Uh, um, draft class. It's not, it's not a, a bad free agent class this no, year. No, it's not. No. Nope. Right? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. So he would be in the mix with other free agents, is my point, if he went to free agency. He would be, but but when you're the best. There's going to be competition for yeah, the dollars. Y- yeah, but when you're the best. Yeah, that's fair. You know, then... then what teams will do is like then you're plan a yeah right? that's you're plan fair. a if you're the best yeah then people try for you and then they go to plan b patrick kane well <laughs> different positions i mean ryan o'reilly might be plan b if you're if you're looking at bo horvat well that's the that's the other question you know, do you look at bo horvat as more a center or a winger horvat yeah center i i would yeah 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 i i mean just I don't know. It it just adds to that that level of how excellent Bo Horvat would be as an acquisition, right? Which is right. Whatever you want, you got him, right? Yeah. He plays forward, is what he plays. Fun fact about Bo, Bo Horvat. Let's hear it. Remember, I said fun fact. How I hate people when people say fun fact. Oh, that's, that's really said. funny. Yeah. Do you, no, do you know? Like he grew up in um, St. Thomas. Yeah, just or, outside of London. Yeah, a- anyways. Or no, 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 no. Where did he grow up? It's any. Anyways, he and another player from the Sarnia area, mm-hmm. when they were little kids, yeah. they, got, they got releases from every organization to play in the Greater Toronto Hockey League. So every weekend their parents... <laughs> Would take them to Toronto, right, to play in the GTHL, right, and then they would rent ice during the week, just the two of them, and their dads would get out there and practice with them, and they did that for a couple of years. Like that's how, that's crazy, but whatever. I got him to the NHL. If I was that kid's dad, I would be dining out on that forever and ever. I'd be that guy like at the bar, just like screaming at everyone, and I rented ice for that kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yeah. There he is, scores yeah. again. Yeah, someone buy me a drink. But can you believe it though? Like from oh, what the Rodney, Rodney? That's where he's from. Oh, okay. it's called Rodney. Yeah, and can you imagine that though? Every weekend they came to Toronto to play games. Yeah, and they, or they'd go to tournaments or whatever. Yeah, and then during the week they'd rent the ice. The two kids with their dads out there working with them and like wow i i tend to think bo horvat, bo horvat probably would have made the nhl anyways yeah but that's that's wild yeah yeah <laughs> that's in, it's incredible yeah um before we get out of here there's actually one other thing that i wanted to tackle with bobby hall oh yeah but i thought we were going to talk about something else too phf oh right yeah okay yep uh one other thing i wanted to talk about bobby hall what uh alcoholism what about it it's a disease of course it is well, I thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a, a lot has been made over the fact that, you know, you could tell you got in the house, you knew that he was drinking. A yeah, lot of this yeah. stuff comes yeah, yeah. from around drinking. And now yeah. it's not to say that the average person has a drink and then, you know, pulls out a shotgun. It's not to say that at all. But it is just to say that, uh, you know, if you or someone you know is, it's a PSA, right? If you or someone you know is oh, with alcoholism. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like when we talked about the death of Guy Lafleur and uh, and um, Boris Alming, no, uh, uh, the Islanders player um, Mike Bossy, Mike Bossy. You know, we talked about uh, smoking, right? Yeah, I think that this is. I think that it's worth. Uh, I I dis I disagree because smoking. Well, I mean, it does hurt other people because secondhand smoke and that, but but smoking is is fairly self inflicted. Yeah. You know, you're you're inflicting the punishment on yourself. Sure. Whereas with drinking, you're inflicting the punishment on yourself and everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a there is a difference. No, I I'm not saying that there's not. What yeah. I'm what yeah. I am saying is that I think that it's just worth uh, Okay. Fair enough. Know, throwing out there that uh mm-hmm. you know, there are resources absolutely uh, yep. available if you're in a relationship with somebody who is an alcoholic or mm-hmm. you know. And again, I'm stressing. I'm not saying that this is your your one-off drink or your you know you you went out and had some fun or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And if or if you yourself are, 
Check yourself. I'm oh today's February. Speaking of which, today's February first. I did dry, <laughs> dry January. January is gone. <laughs> I'm going. I'm playing hockey tonight. So and we we go for a beer after. So I'll have a beer tonight. Tara in baby. Tara in yeah in Scarborough Kingston Road Scarborough Ontario. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Don't forget the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, so let's talk about the PHF. You went to the PHF All-Star Game. I did, actually. I actually had this idea on Sunday. I came up with it on Saturday. And this is a dream I've had my wife, since noon. My wife thought it was stupid, <laughs> but I didn't. I thought I'm going to go to three hockey games in one day at three different levels of hockey and write about it. So it'll be coming out maybe later today or tomorrow. But I, I went, there was a two o'clock game in Mississauga, Mississauga Steelheads against the Ottawa 67s. So I went to that. Then the Leafs had a five o'clock game against the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I got there for the end of the first I got there at the end of the first period. Yeah. So I was there for the last two periods of that. And then I went up to the Madame, the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Above the Loblaws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Madame Athletic Center. I hate for the there. for the P I've never played there. Ah. Oh, for the, the ice is not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is not about you. Um, for the PHF parking is no, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. For the PHF All Star game, the uh Premier Hockey Federation All-Star Game, the Women's League. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I think it bears some discussion. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's really good to go to an All-Star Game where people actually give a shit. <laughs> where the players actually care and are trying. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. They played four-on-four. They had a little four-on-four tournament. There was one... With all Canadian players, one team with all American players, and one team with players from all over the world. Was there any fighting? And like one of the best players there was from Hungary. This, um, this, uh, the Fanny Gasperics from Hungary. Yeah. Like, so cool. Was there any fighting? No. So then how did you know that the players cared? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How could their emotions be running high? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, it was fun to, it was fun to watch a, an all-star game where players cared. Yeah. And really played hard and really tried. Like, that was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, I mean, this is a league that is, it's doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've got some very, very deep-pocketed financial backers yeah. at the moment. You know, they are, they raised their salary cap to $1.5 million starting next season. Yeah. So if you divide that by 22 players, that's an average of sixty eight grand a season. That's not that's bad. A, that's a living wage. It's a living that's wage. That's a living wage. Yeah. They're not all getting that because no. Daryl Watts, who just signed for for with the Toronto Six, Daryl Watts is she was one of the last cuts of the Canadian national team. Yeah. Before the Olympics. She didn't get centralized. She played at University of Wisconsin, was a star player in college hockey. Anyway, she signed. She's making 150 US next year. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And like that that is that's huge. And to me, I mean Clearly, the, the that league doesn't have the best players, right? Like, all the best players are playing in the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, yeah, PWHPA, PWHPA yeah. and they barnstorm around and do these tours and stuff. and Which is pretty fun, too. Yeah, I guess, it'd be, yeah, I guess it is. But but there's something to be said, I think, for a league that where you're in the same city all the time, you're playing with the same team. You know, you're 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 grounded. You know where you're at, and all that other stuff. Like, I can't imagine that some of these really like elite players sitting there going, "Like, I'm better than her." Like, this is yeah. Like, I, I should be getting that money. You know. Now, far 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 be it for me to 
you know, to try, to try to over, you know, insert myself too far into this discussion. Okay. But I, it, what it kind of feels like is like that there were two ideas for how to create women's professional hockey, which was that league and the PWHPA, right? Uh, PHWHPA was PWHPA was a it's a stopgap. Like they're just giving players somewhere to play. Well, they created and, and, ho- and a union. Yeah, it's a union, and they're giving players somewhere to play and some money until like their their thing is see that, and that's what that's what the difference is here. Their thing is is we want to see one prof- professional league. Well, the PHF is like saying, yeah, okay, we want to see one professional it, yeah. league. We're going to be it. We're going to try to be it. You yeah. know, but all of the best players and a lot of the sponsorship money is going to the PHWPA. Like PWHPA. They've got, PWHPA. They've yeah. got they've got secret. They've got sonnet insurance. They've got, you know, they've yeah. got a lot of heavy hitters backing them in terms of sponsorship. Right. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, so they're they're doing OK, too. Uh, the PHF, I think, is uh, what worries me about the PHF is I I. I, I can't imagine that it's not because they just have really deep pocketed financial backers who really believe in it. But sometimes term viability. Yeah, sometimes that's not that's not a that's not a yeah, that's not a blueprint for, for success. Because you know, I've found in my time, not being one, I found that rich people don't like losing money. Yeah. They don't like it. And yeah. even if they have a lot of it, they don't like losing it. So yeah. anyways, um, which is to say that, you know, uh, the sort of sub story under all of this is that the NHL sitting there going, uh, fight it out and let us know. Who well, wins. yeah, but I don't know that the NHL is as committed as they're, well, of course, they're as not. they're saying, you know, I mean, they're saying as long as there are competing things, you know, we don't want anything to do with it. And I, I just, I know, I know a lot of people think the NHL is the answer. Yeah, that that it's it's got to be backed by the NHL. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I, I to me that's almost a watch what you wish for. You know, yeah. watch what you wish for. Yeah. What I was what I was going to drive at with this was uh, was that the PWHPA was essentially trying to create a players' union that could then have a league form around them. Yeah, and the PHF was a league. That intended to have a players' union form under it, right? Right. Yeah. Essentially, both people are arguing as to which one is the cart and which one's the horse, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. to to put you know a bit of a finer point on it, right? And so I, I guess if if and like I said, I don't want to stick my nose too too deep in this because you know you know keep your nose where it belongs, right? But as the PWHPA, as the PHF now has a reasonable salary cap and has backing and has some form of stability for now and for the foreseeable future as the PWHPA, like it just, it feels like a situation where people have dug their heels in too deeply into their position. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there should be uh, a negotiation for this. And the fact that it hasn't happened yet is concerning to me. Well, yeah. And, and I don't think there's any appetite for it. Yeah, but From I, I, I agree understand. with you that there's yeah. not appetite for yeah. it. And it just seems like mutually assured destruction, but, but, if you but, ask yeah. me. No, but the PHF, I think, is is like they're they're getting better. I mean, they've got three of the past five Patty Kazmaier winners right. in that league. Patty Kazmaier Award is the the women's hockey equivalent of the Hobie Baker Award. Right. The best, yeah. best player in US college hockey. They've got they've got uh Daryl Watts, yeah. they've got Lauren Gable, yeah. and they've got Elizabeth Shaguer. Uh, all playing in that league. Elizabeth Shaguer is, is, you know, a Hockey Canada player. She's played in a couple of rivalry series games this yeah. year as well. Um, so they're, they're, you know, there's, they're, you know, there is some traction there, I think. And, and I mean, for me, it's follow the money. For me, it's follow yeah, the money. Because that's what the players are going to do, yeah. right? Um, you know, we talked about Bobby Hull. The only reason why Bobby Hull went to the, went to the WHA and, and, and the reason why the WHA was able to exist for so long is that they gave him a fur they, coat. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a lot of money. They gave yeah. they gave him a a ten year deal worth two seven two point seven five million, mm-hmm. including a one million dollar signing bonus. Yeah. So you know that that changed everything. 
Yeah. That changed everything because then other players started to go. Derek Sanderson went, you know, like some of these established guys, you know, Frank Mahovlich, Paul Henderson, you know, all these guys started to gravitate to the WHA. And I, I, I Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. How did you sons. say all those names yeah. without Gordy Howe? Yeah, Gordy Howe. Well, I think Gordy, it was a chance to play with his kids as much as anything. But Well, you but, know how his nickname wasn't Mr. Hockey? Oh, wait, it was. <laughs> No, but I, I can't imagine the same thing isn't happening. And and for me, like I like I'm telling these women, like tell, like tell, Ev, scream at the mountaintops how much money you're making. Don't oh, keep 100%. it. To, don't keep it to yourself. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Nothing raises tides like everybody knowing every what everybody else is making. You yes, know? and that's it's happened in the NHL. And so, like, if I'm, I don't know, name the player. Bo Horvat, uh, Amanda no, Kessel, whoever, whoever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going like, I'm an Olympic team player. I'm a world-class player and I'm slugging it out here. If I'm Sarah thing. Nurse. I'm slugging Marie it out. Yeah, I'm, slu- I'm slugging it out in this uh, barnstorming league and, you know, running hockey schools and, you know, working for an NHL team and like doing all these different things just to, just to stay afloat when I could be making a buck 50 yeah. playing in this other league. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, you know, these players, once you start putting that money out there. Yep. But yeah, I want to see, I want to see it combined. I know that that's not exactly a hot take. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and for a long time, I thought that the future was the PWHPA. I definitely thought that that was the future. I, I did too, but I don't. I'm not any. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore because either. they're just there now. Like they're just there and they play, and they've talked about having a season and they've never had one. And I, I mean, they had to go through COVID, but everybody had to go through COVID. They've become complacent in where they are and what they are right now. Well, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'm not in a position to say that. I, I don't from know. From an outside observer, yeah, but to me, it's just like okay. Well, when. Okay, we keep seeing this, but what's when's it going to be something? Yeah. You know, when's it going to be something? Yeah. And right now it's a barnstorming tour basically. Yeah. Which is good and an and impressive it, one yeah, with a, yeah. some of the best hockey players in the world yep. and all that yep. great stuff. Like yep. it's not to take away yep. from these players and from these people. But yeah. The other thing that I noticed at this thing was there weren't I, I'm sure they were disappointed with the crowd. I mean, it was a decent crowd, but it wasn't a, a very good crowd. The Madame Center doesn't have a lot of seats. Well, though. yeah, but I mean, there were that. Yeah, but it's they, like what a thousand fifty. Oh no, no, no. Is it? The, I think it's more than that. But I think it's I more than that. that. I, was being generous, it's, I think yeah. it's a couple of thousand. Okay. Um, but they 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 didn't get a good crowd, and like I th- I was standing there going like, where are all the little girls in hockey sweaters? Like that's right. what I would have done. I would have filled the place with girls teams. Right. I, I don't understand why they don't do that. Yeah. But it was on a Sunday night at seven o'clock. So that's a school night. That's a weeknight, basically. Well, but you know, is it? It is. No, I, when I say, night. sorry, yeah. when I say it yeah. that way, I mean it more in the sense that, like, I coach hockey yeah. around this city. And, like, I coach on yeah, Monday the kids, nights. the kids don't mind playing at 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's for sure. Exactly. And, on and Monday I think- nights, I coach at 7.15. They get off the ice at 8.15. Uh, and their cars by eight forty five, home by let's say nine thirty. A U eleven girls team, right, right. Ten year old kids, yeah, yeah, are home by nine nine thirty on a Monday night on a week on a school night. So what I'm saying when I say is it, I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing well, what I, you're saying. I think I'm I arguing the that the priorities. And if you've got a kid in hockey, you've already got skewed priorities right well I, and i, I think, mean that in a good way you know and i think and i think and i mean this is another discussion but about you know hockey in toronto yeah and you know why is it that a junior team can't survive here a major junior team can't survive here that's crazy like the marlboros the majors the you know and i mean the mississauga steelheads don't they they just don't draw yeah uh very well Generals, um, uh, uh, not generals. No, um, generals do the, draw well, um, but that's that's an Oshawa. Brampton, Brampton Battalion, yeah, Battalion. That's yeah. They moved to North Bay, and yeah. And I think the part of the problem is is that kids can't go to these games because they're always playing. How about uh, like if you're in a weekend league like the OHL, like yeah. kids are always doing tournaments and playing, and yeah. they, you know the last thing I think their parents want to do is spend more time in a rink. You know, yeah. 
ECHL, so, Brampton Beast. Yeah, they tried that. Didn't work. Uh, well, I didn't think that was even, ever going to work. We don't, we don't have Senior A in Toronto. Yeah. We don't have Senior A. So all those fans of Shorzy, <laughs> we don't have Senior A in Toronto. The Allen Cup League is, well, actually, they now have a team in Brampton, but they're Hamilton, Dundas. Brantford, Mott's Clamatos. Right? No. Uh, Winford. No, the Brantford Mons Clamatos. No, they're gone. Are they? Yeah, the, the Allen Cup League changes. And then we've got the well, Western Ontario Super Hockey League and the Eastern Ontario Super Hockey League. But my point is, there is no uh, senior A team in Toronto actually in, in the GTA. Yeah. Okay. None. Okay. And the closest one is Brampton, and they're one year old, and I doubt they'll last longer than that. Okay. So. Anyways, a real happy note. To end yeah, off this anyways, podcast. anyways, I don't know what if anybody cares about any of that, but I mean, we started with talking about women's hockey, and um, yeah, I mean, I've pretty much. Put, but I agree. Put, put, grow, grow the sport through the through the playing yeah. through the players. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. offer a block of seats to to whatever. Oh God, offer the whole thing. Yeah, offer the whole thing yeah. to to girls to girls hockey teams. Like yeah. I thought, I'd go in there and I'd. Like I, I, my ears would get, would be bleeding because of all the screaming and everything. Like, cause yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. That's what I envisioned when I walked in the rink. Yeah. There's going to be like the Lee side Wildcats, the Scarborough Sharks, which I did actually see there. Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the Etobicoke or the West Mall Lightning or whatever, all these teams, they're all going to be here. The Panthers, like the I, Wolves. Like, yeah. The, like yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. I'm going to come in and there's going to be 10, you know, Eight to fourteen-year-old girls, and they're just going to be screaming. And I was prepared for that, and I walked in, and I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, opportunity missed. Grassroots. Yep, is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Grassroots. All right, we all done here. I think so. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at hockey no filter. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And of course at kencampbell.substack.com you can get this podcast directly into your inbox along with all of Ken's other great writing. And at hockey no filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course at underscore Dylan Wah. We will talk to you next week.